0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Star Wars Splash Page Comics in Review. This is
2: episode number 326. And it's all about Staros. Hello, Jeff. How are you?
1: Give me all knowing by saying congratulations to your Philadelphia Eagles. yeah, yes, The 49ers came in, yet pulled again. around, and they found out. <laughs>
2: I didn't say it. Wow, yeah. I would normally say it because I know for a fact that we have kids who listen to this podcast.
1: Right. Well, and, you know, I, how much can you really gloat when they were using one of their wide receivers or a no, running back as a quarterback at some point in the game? The 49ers Jeff. were. Jeff. Just look at it this way from your vantage point. At last, Dallas is going to the Super Bowl.
2: Eagles player Dallas (laughs) Goddard.
1: Here's something interesting, and this will be the end of sports talk, folks. I promise. This is the first time that brothers have been playing in the Super Bowl on opposite teams.
2: It is. And and, uh, fun fact, this is also the first Super Bowl featuring two starting African-American quarterbacks. Oh, wow. And would you like one more interesting nugget about the upcoming Super Bowl? Yes, I would. Andy Reid, who coaches the Kansas City Chiefs, his previous job before taking the Chiefs job, 14 years with o the Eagles. Eagles. And he is he is the Eagles' yep, I winningest that. head coach. And if, for some reason, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he will become the Chiefs' winningest all-time head coach.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Have you seen the commercials with him? The State Farm commercials. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. (laughs) I was floored at how good he was in those commercials. So you don't think about him being that, uh, you know, that that like charismatic and that funny. Well, man, uh, he like if he decides to retire, he he could have a career. Interesting fact. Interesting fun
2: fact. Uh, He uh, he, you know, he he played college football. He actually played with Jim McMahon. Believe it or not, uh, and when he was yeah, uh, when the he same gra- age.
1: Think about that, folks. Yeah,
2: it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and when he graduated, he 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 thought seriously about becoming a writer. Uh, and then he was talking to know Hey, why don't you start? Why don't you do coaching? And that's that's what he did. And the thing is, is here in Philly, uh, and the, I promise, folks, we'll get this on a star <laughs> Here in Philly, we love Andy. You know, oh, yeah. as a matter of fact, I mean, you know, that that first season uh, when he was coaching the Chiefs and, you know, the Chiefs came in town to play Philly, he walked into the stadium and he got a standing ovation.
1: Because he didn't leave on bad terms, like they fired him, right? No, no, he, he didn't leave on bad terms. You know, he
2: just it was just, you know, the team was just sort of declining and it was time for new blood. And, you know, and, and, and he agreed. And, you know, and, and, I mean, you know, and, and the day he was let go. He had planes waiting at Philly airport from three different teams flying oh, yeah. who wanted to you know to, to fly him out for interviews yep. so you know, so he he did not leave on bad terms I mean you know even you know even even when uh uh the Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie, announced you know we we're, were're parting ways you know he was very complimentary he says look I love Andy andy is a, he is going to be a, a, in a, the Eagles Hall of Fame and it's just, it's just, we need to go in a new direction And it's just, it's purely business He understands, it. and you know, and Andy's like Yeah, look, I understand <laughs> So you know. I'll just go win a Super Bowl with these other guys Yeah, and that and that's what he did I mean, even like, like when the Chiefs won their Super Bowl A couple of years back There were billboards all across Philadelphia That said, you know, congratulations, Big Red So I don't think that'll happen this time, though No, but, you know <laughs> If for some reason the Eagles lose you know, if you got to lose to somebody, it's okay. I to think Andy okay Reid and lose Patrick Mahomes.
1: Red. Yeah, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is not, it's not, not a bad duo to lose to. This is true. So, right. so we folks, we do we just have we do just have one book to talk about, Son of Stars, number one. But before we do that, I want to have movie corner again. I finally saw everything everywhere all at once. The well, hype is absolutely one hundred percent earned. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Kwan... If he wins the Oscar, he will he will have earned every ounce of it. Uh, everyone, anybody in the movie, all, all three of the actors who are nominated, I w- would be deserving uh, winners of the award. Oh, totally, totally. So, well, four. I'm sorry, there were four. Jamie Lee Curtis is also nominated, but uh, uh, Stephanie Shu I, I think, uh, had the uh, the more challenging role. But uh, that's all I'll I I'll say. I would about think it. So. I, Go watch it.
2: And and she is in uh, the new Ryan Johnson TV production, isn't she? Uh, Poker
1: Face. Uh, no, Hong no. Chow is okay, who man. is up for the whale. She was in the uh, in the menu. Oh, okay, Stephanie Shu may actually be in one episode, but in the the ones I've I've only seen the first two episodes. Which, by the way, also the hype is earned. Go check it out. But Hong uh, Chow is in the second episode of that. Who was in uh, in the menu? She says tortilla better than anybody in on the planet uh, in that film. <laughs> so that's cool. So that, that's it for movie and TV time, Matt. What have we got news-wise? for the
2: week? All right, news-wise. We talked about Star Wars, The High Republic, The Blade, number two, and how much we really liked that story. Well, we weren't alone because that issue is getting a second printing. Uh, look for it on March 15th. No cover art yet, but, uh, you know, obviously it will drop through Penguin Random House in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so if you missed out, Well, the issue sold out, but now you can get a second printing. So there is always that. Uh, We've got, uh, if you have an Ollie's uh, bargain store near you. uh, I do. uh, Well, if you're missing IDW Star Wars comics, you know, whether they are the High Republic Adventures or Star Wars Adventures or, uh, you know, the Weapon of a Jedi, you know, or the Han Solo smuggler story. Go there now, because what they have done is it looks like uh, when IDW lost the license, uh, you know, of course they had to eliminate their stock, <laughs> and it looks like uh, they sold a lot of their stock uh, to these uh, uh, wholesalers who bundle up comics for like you know ten comics for seven ninety nine. I went to my alleys and was looking through all these packs because I you know had nothing else to do obviously, uh, and I was able, actually able to piece together a complete run of star Wars, the high Republic adventures from IDW uh, as, as well as, you know, the two issue uh, weapon of a Jedi and the two issue Han Solo story. And there were multiple star Wars adventures issues, including variant covers, uh, you know, that, you know, actually go for like 15 or 20 bucks on the secondary market. (laughs) So, so, you know, check it out. Uh, You know, obviously there are ways around having to buy multiple packs to get the runs. I mean, you could, Not that you heard this from me, and not that I would condone it. You could always, you know, slit open a bag, (laughs) sort of shuffle everything together. You know, so long as you're paying, you know, $7.99 for 10 comics, they'll probably look the other way, (laughs) but definitely worth checking out. They also uh, had a lot of, at least mine did, they also had a lot of copies of the Marvel hardcover, uh, Star Wars comics covers. And what that was was essentially collected, like, uh, it's probably like 125 pages of just the covers from star Wars from 2015. And it was like eight 99. So, you know, that's a good deal.
1: I saw that. I saw that at a book wholesaler at the mall, probably a year ago for about the same price. Yeah.
2: Well, I remember when they first announced that book and my immediate thought was, I am no way going to pay cover price for that because in about six to eight months I will be able to pay, you know, 75% off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I did. So, uh, also, uh, other news involving uh, the High Republic Adventures. Uh, We have some more delays, as a matter of fact. uh, And, of course, you can find these on the Facebook page and the Twitter feed. As always, we recommend going to the Facebook page. High Republic Adventures number three is now due out March 8th instead of February 15th. Number four is due out March 22nd and not February 22nd. Uh, number five is now due out April 5th and not may and not uh, March twenty-ninth. However, numbers moved up a week, so it will now be out April nineteenth and not April twenty-sixth. Uh, the High Republic Adventures Quest of the Jedi one shot, which was supposed to come out, I think, in November and then December, and then got pushed to February, is now due out March twenty-ninth. <laughs> so it's coming. We will get it eventually one day uh the nameless terror number two of four uh is now coming out april 5th instead of march 22nd hyperspace stories number four of 12 well that got moved from february 22nd to march 1st number five got moved from march 1st to march eighth, and then of course six is still due out march 15th and number seven is still due out april 12th we also (laughs) unfortunately uh, have got to report that the Hyperspace Stories Volume 1 has moved to June 20th from June 14th, while the High Republic Adventures Volume 1 moves to September 5th from June 27th. Now, of course, you know, these are the collection, the trade paperback collections from Dark Horse, and they're retailing for $19.99, but they only contain the first four issues of each respective series. So that's a little pricey, and I still don't know uh, what size they're going to be Because if you'll recall When IDW had the all ages license They published the trades But they were sort of like Smaller than the comic books were Which was kind of a bummer Right. And a lot of people, myself included <laughs> You know uh, Had to go to Panini Comics Out of the UK To get their trade versions Because those were full size So you never know So fingers crossed they are full size We will find out uh, also involving Star Wars, the High Republic Dark Horse, we finally got the solicit uh, details for their free Comic Book Day issue of the High Republic Adventures, uh, and uh, it uh, it uh, is uh, this is uh, being billed as a lost tale set during the fall of Starlight. Uh, of course, it's written by Daniel Jose Older and illustrated by Harvey Tollebaugh. Uh Colors are by Michelle Madsen, and letters are by Comicrafts Tyler Smith and Jimmy Batencourt. Uh, so you know, definitely, if you have a local comic book shop, let them know. yet. Yeah, let them know now you want a copy of this. It's not going to be a long story, because the comic is actually it's a yeah, there's two stories in this comic. You know, one side is the High Republic adventures, and the other side is uh, uh, an Avatar, uh, the Last Airbender story. So. Oh,
1: the good Avatar. <laughs> the
2: good, no, oh, that's, that's right. Not nice. I said it okay fine be that way (laughs) just just be that way uh and last but not least uh if you check out the facebook page uh we got the we got a, a look at four of the women's history uh month variant covers by peach momoko and you know peach momoko is a very popular artist she does amazing covers you know she's done some stories uh as well for marvel uh but I gotta tell you, these covers are just gorgeous. Uh, and upon seeing the first four, I immediately went to Comic Hub and ordered all of her Women's History <laughs> variants. Uh, and what's also interesting is the Blade number four of four. You know, it's it's uh it's the, it's it's the last one that uh, so far we have not seen the Black History Month variant yet for it. Uh, but because it you know it was initially supposed to come out in February, which was black is which is Black History Month, right. and it got pushed back all the way to March 29th, so it will still have its Black History Month variant. But now it too will also have a Women's uh, History Month variant cover as well. So uh, by Peach Momoko, So. Look, at Really, really, really looking forward to that. So, uh, And then, of course, congratulations to uh, all the podcasts who have been selected for the Holonet News Stage at uh, Star Wars Celebration London. Uh, we issue our warmest congratulations. And uh, look forward to hearing your tales of Daring do and Old Blighty. So, with that, Jeff, what do you
1: say we dive into Star Wars, Sana Staros? I need to find a drop of the audio from Spaceballs of Dark Helmet saying, everybody got that?
2: That would be kind of cool, actually.
1: When you're done with the news, next time I want you to try to do all of it in one breath.
2: Oh, okay. I think I did it in two or three breaths. (laughs) Okay. I'll see what I can do.
1: All right. Yes. And then then
2: just make sure you text my wife, you know, after I've passed out up here in the app. Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. She'll hear you fall down the stairs. You're fine.
2: Nigel Nigel will break your fall. (laughs) Nigel is downstairs in the bed asleep with (laughs) Cammie. He can't be bothered.
1: So yes, Asana uh, Staros number one. I had to laugh because it says starring in her first solo series, and I mean he um... was thinking, yeah, exactly. it's a nice uh, nod, yeah, though. You have to admit it is. It is, and I, I like the uh, the the whole color scheme of this thing has a kind of a '70s vibe, and I really like it. Um, bit of a, uh, if I could say, kind of a gives me kind of a black exploitation vibe, which I think is uh, appropriate because I'm getting a lot of. Wakanda Forever vibes from this story, from this first issue, at least.
2: Okay, that seems fair. That seems fair. Well, you know, obviously, you know, if you've been reading Star Wars comics since 2015, you know who Sana Staros is. Uh, You know, she, you know, initially, I think what, I think her first appearance was all the way back in Star Wars uh number 4 Star Wars volume 2 number 4 and it was it was it was in, it was intuited and intimated that she was Han's wife although of course that uh, you know did not uh, come into play uh so uh you know she and, you is know,
1: probably she is probably my second favorite uh original comics character from this era next to dr afra i really well, like sauna stars
2: and then that's how we also are aware of her, is because you know she she is she features prominently in the dr afra comics as well because the two have a very uh long history with each other so uh you know so that's you know and and, and sana has, has proven to be quite a popular character uh you know, i would dare say almost as popular but not quite as dr afra so, but uh, she she is a great character, and you know it's it's only fitting, I think, that you know she finally gets her her own five issue miniseries, uh, which is a rite of passage. So, uh, and they tapped a great creative team. We've got Justina Ireland uh, who is handling the scripting duties, and of course, I mean, if if you, if you like Star Wars. <laughs> You know, uh, especially uh, Star Wars literature. You know who Justina Ireland is because she has played such a Wouldn't big role in shepherding the uh, well. uh, in the uh, the High Republic stuff. You know, uh, you know, in Phase One and Phase Two, and 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 she is she is such a a skilled writer. Uh, you know, in in her own right, and she has this great voice and this great style, and, and I think. I think she was perfect, uh, you know, to to be doing this, uh, the, to be doing this miniseries. So I mean, and of course, you know, if, you know, if 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 you need a quick refresher course in her Star Wars works, I mean, she, oh God, let's see, she wrote Star Wars: Lando's Luck. Uh, she, you know, she uh, you know, Spark of the Resistance for the High Republic. She wrote A Test of Courage, Out of the Shadows, and Mission to Disaster. Uh, so you know, I look forward to seeing more of her work in the comics medium, and and I'm, and I'm glad to see that Lucasfilm, uh, you know, is not being shy about uh, you know giving the air quote literature writers, <laughs> end air quote, a shot at doing the comic stories. You know, I mean, we we see how well Daniel Jose Older has has just owned. The High Republic adventures. You know, you know we, you know we see, you know, you know especially, you know, you know we see how Charles Soule has, you know, obviously, you know, you know his 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 writing of of Darth Vader Volume Two, you know is is one of the legendary runs to come out of Marvel Star Wars since 2015. So, art is by Pere Perez, and this is his first real foray into Star Wars comics, and I hope I hope it's not his last. Uh, J. David Ramos is the color artist. Virtual Calligraphy's Travis Lanham is handling the letters. Uh, The main cover, which you really like, is by Ken Lashley and Juan Fernandez. There are a raft of uh, variant covers, including one by Hernanda Souza. Sarah Pacelli and Matthew Wilson have one. And then, of course, uh, Mateus uh, Manhanini has the Black History Month variant. The book's designer is Carlos Lau. The assistant editor is Mikey J. Basso. Danny Kazem is our associate editor. Mark Benicia is our editor. C.B. Cebulski is our editor-in-chief. And for Lucasfilm, we've got Robert Simpson, the senior editor. Michael Siglain, the creative director. Troy Alders, the art director. Matt Martin, Pablo Hidalgo, and Emily Shkukani from the Lucasfilm Story Group. And the creative art manager is your friend and mine, Phil Shostek. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. This is a 33-page comic. You know, 33 pages of story, uh, which is why it's $4.99. And it gives us, you know, it, it really does a great job of setting up who Sana is for somebody who may be a new reader without making it tedious for folks like you, me, and a whole lot of our listeners who are very well aware of who she is.
1: All right. Well, it's great. It works. It works like the pilot episode of a series, which is what every uh, first issue should and uh, so the broad strokes of it is we open up with uh, Sana and um, her partner Jand trying to steal something and come to find out what Jand has brought her to steal are some pink milk-producing um, po And I kept reading that as podcasters, I'll be honest. <laughs> and Sana is not impressed because she's not a farmer. So she she leaves him behind and goes... To Hosnian Prime, to what we find out is her home. She has exactly, to break which in which
2: which is a nice nod because that ties in the sequel trilogy,
1: right? And it helped me remember where we were in the timeline because Hosnian Prime still exists.
2: Exactly. exactly. So, uh, so
1: she can't she can't get into the compound because they've changed the code, and she never checks her messages. But we meet her grandmother <laughs> and her is it her cousin? yeah
2: it's her it's her cousin yeah
1: yeah arisha and of course
2: Grammy and then grammy thea Thea. yeah yeah, grammy thea i you know she reminds me of my grandmother i mean she's (laughs) she's she's no nonsense she's she's got a gun yeah and my you know my my grandma was was never shy about using a shotgun (laughs) She viewed it as a gardening tool, so you know it was not uncommon to <laughs> to see her, you know, get get in her '82 uh, Chevy Scottsdale and drive down the hill to her garden with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> so, love it. so, and it and you know it's and it, and it is you know this this you know this 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 first issue it's very introductory you know because we're so used to seeing Sonostaros on the periphery of the seedy side of the galaxy, and you know we forget that. Uh, these these people have family, you know. These characters have families, and they have they have somewhere yeah. where they're from. So, yeah. uh,
1: and and un, you know, unlike Afra, they have good family relationships. So. Right. Well, to an extent, we're going to find out. There's a little bit of estrangement here because they talk about the fact that she never comes home until she's heartbroken. Yeah, which she protests against. But then everybody that sees her says, well, uh, we we figured, you know, this heartbreak sent you here, or whatever. And uh, she runs into her her cousin, um, Arisha, who is very pregnant, and we find out she is pregnant by an imperial officer. And Sana just cannot understand that one bit. And uh, we also find out that Sana has a twin brother that she is estranged from. Yes. Um. And so uh, that fell
2: that and that fell, and which is interesting fell. because fell is the subject of uh matthias manhini's uh, black history month variant for this issue
1: oh interesting okay well I'm, I'm assuming that means we'll get to meet him at some point in this in this series and we get and she, we get a flashback to uh to she and afra where she's she's laying on a bed and uh she's having good memories but she says uh you know obviously it's bothering her because she gets up to go help with dinner and this is where she she overhears her aunt and her cousin talking about having to distract Sana because she always figures out what's going on, <laughs> and uh, we find out why. What they're trying to not tell her is that she's married, she's pregnant by an imperial officer, and she has she's having twins. And this is that's where we find out that uh, Sana has a, uh, a a twin brother of her own named Fell. Yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah, and and Orisha's, Orisha's husband is you know Captain uh, Sarassas Ello. So uh, and, who, and it's Who shows me. up?
1: He he sh- blows. He breaks in basically to bring her back uh, <laughs> in true like B movie fashion. And I guess that's why it kind of I had kind of a black exploitation vibe from it because this whole setup with him has a to me has a very B movie vibe. This sort of overbearing, uh, probably abusive husband. But uh, it it may just be because I watched Jackie Brown last night. Okay. Uh, that, that i'm that's vibes a, from
2: that's fair enough
1: but that's uh definitely fair enough but they but she, she and her cousin have a, a nice discussion about second chances her cousin says allowing second chances is hard but that's what love is all about giving others the grace that we need and i think that was probably my favorite moment of the book was i was think that, so, that, yeah. that was a nice sentiment there
2: that was a good sentiment yeah yeah you know so i mean and and it's and it's fitting you know because you know I mean, because you know we, you know, you know, we're not diving too depth, too in too in depth, because we want to sort of preserve some of the elements of the story. But there is a great panel that shows Arisha, you know, you know, with 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 her love, you know, with 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 you know, dancing, you know, hand in hand, walking along a beach, you know, looks very
1: watercolory
2: too. I love it does, but it's it's also it's also very nice. So, you know, and. But it also, you know, it also, you know, sort of segues into what I think is the overreaching—not overreaching—that's that's a poor choice of words—but I, which I think is the overarching a- aspect of of this first issue, you know, is, you know, allowing yourself to make amends with those with whom you've become estranged. So, you know,
1: including her brother, yeah, and yeah, and, his, and, his and, and
2: specifically in this case, fell, yeah. So, you know, and of course, you know, Sana quips, oh, and you just, so you decided to marry an Imperial officer. And you know, Arisha says, that was your takeaway
1: from all of that? So, <laughs> Well, in the middle, she's, uh, in the middle of all this, we we find out that he's, her her husband has shown up, we assume he's her husband, uh, and take, basically taking Grammy hostage. And uh, Sana says, if if he, if, if your husband hurts Grammy, I'm going to kill him. And her cousin says, not if I do it first, so, Ar- Arisha. So uh, he tells her, you know, he's telling her to come down. So she talks Afra into going. I mean, Afra Sana into uh, going into the <laughs> the vents, the ductwork. So we get a we get a nice uh, come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Moment from from Sana where she's uh, squeezing through the ductwork. And uh, and I like that they've written this this imperial officer. He's got a bit of a gut. He's paunchy. He's not in the best shape. Um, in fact, his belly is almost as big as uh, as his wife's. And uh, he has these—you know—they have all these comments about. Uh, he's created a birthing, birthing suite for her. She wanted to come home to give birth, and yes. he says, "But you deserve more than this. I want you to have what I want you to have." And I like this inset shot of his hand on her arm.
2: Yeah, and and this this line, this dialogue that Justina has written is very telling. I am an imperial officer. I do not tolerate disrespect by love. You can come with me by choice or by force. So and you know, I reach oh, oh of course, darling, I hadn't realized you were so worried. Let me just say my goodbyes. You know, so it's she's, a bit of a yeah,
1: she's she's playing him there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So but you know, but but now we are obviously it's very where you know he is very controlling because he's like, No, no time, follow these troopers, they'll escort you to the ship. And and I gotta say, you know, Jeff, if I had showed up to my in-laws house, <laughs> you know. Blasting away with a a retinue of uh, armed uh, stormtroopers. I I don't think they would be too keen on me as a son-in-law.
1: Oh, no. I don't think he's worried about that, though. Because uh, after he gives her out of earshot, you know, he tells in full view of her mother. Tells uh, his troops to uh, kill everyone on the property and burn it to ashes as soon as they clear the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And this is where Grammy says, child, you don't have to do this to the stormtrooper. And he says, yes, ma'am, I do yeah, and Sana says to herself, These odds are impossible. I cannot believe I'm about to do this. And no, we cut and... back to she and uh, her her their uh, cousin Arisha, playing with some uh, she, she's she's uh, Sana has sliced into the their Grammys battle droids to pour them tea. <laughs> and fell <sighs> breaks in and busts everything up. He's playing uh, someone from the Techno union. He's playing one of the bad guys.
2: Yeah, watch out, traitorous Jedi! Here comes the techno union.
1: <laughs> so, and and Arisha says, "Well, this is unexpected, and yet not." And of course, Anna's upset because he ruined it. But then we get that juxtaposed with her jumping out of the ductwork just like he did, yelling "surprise!" and uh, you know making pretty quick work of the stormtrooper, she and, and and Grammy and uh, M- Minerva, and, and M- Minerva, yes, uh, make pretty quick work of them, and uh, they get out of there. And they're taking the vector bundle, which I guess is, is Grammy's ship. And yeah, Then she but, says armory first, and we see where she's keeping her her guns. This is incredible. This is I <laughs> this mean this is, is really incredible, I, I, and she has got
2: quite an armory too. Because I mean, if you look along the walls, you'll see like a bowcaster. Uh yep. You'll see the rifle that Boba Fett used uh, in uh, in the uh, the uh, holiday special. Uh, yeah. See, right there on the right, yeah. You'll see an imperial blaster. You'll see uh, you know you know the the rifle that Boba Fett uses now, uh, as well as the uh, the pistol that Han uses. And you'll see a couple of other you know I I got I I really dug this. Okay, this is I'm gonna geek out a little. You see a speeder bike pistol. Uh, you see yep. you know a couple a couple of these guns that you you know that came with the uh, Kenner action figures. <laughs> you
1: know yeah, I mean, Princess look, Leia's gun is on there on the on the right side. Yeah, and yeah. if
2: you if you look to the far left, you'll see. Uh, you know, you. Oh, I, I think I think you'll see uh, the uh, the gun that came with a snowtrooper. <laughs> so, yep. Somebody had fun with this panel. Oh, t- Para Pere, Pere,
1: Pere, Pere, Pere Perez had a great fun with this. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly. So, you know. And uh, she and I love this line. She tells him, she has the newer stuff is back there. You load up while I start the ship." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love Grammy. She is no nonsense. No attitude. She is no no nonsense and all attitude. So.
1: <laughs> and I love this exchange between Marova and, and Sana. She says, Sana, you were always a suspicious child. And she says, you mean observant. Why didn't the aerial defense <laughs> system work? And she says, because it's broken. And uh, Sana says, Arisha would never leave something so unimportant, so important unrepaired. And uh, Grammy says, Mavera, just tell her. She's in it now. She says, fine. We're going to steal a family heirloom back from the Imperials. Sana says, you cannot be serious. And she says, welcome home, Sunny. You see, Grammy says, we missed you. <laughs> And I, and I they like that
2: because I like. This is a great nickname for Sana Sanisi. Or I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I may be wrong. You know, maybe, maybe is that maybe her real name?
1: I, don't I know. assume Sana. I assume Sana is her nickname. Yeah. So. And so, as they take off, we see uh, whatever Dexter Jester's species a basilisk, is. A basilisk. A basilisk. Basilisk. I can never keep that straight. It sounds too much like basilisk, so I get confused. Well, because it's
2: it's 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 a total it's a total play on a basilisk, so.
1: So he calls to somebody and says, the Starro Clan is on the move. And from there, we cut to the king's ransom. And um, What an you know, arrogant
2: name for an imperial yeah, ship.
1: Exactly. And he's and he's telling, uh, Shira, I'm very displeased with you. I suppose patience is necessary in your current condition. And she's just kind of ignoring him. The ship is lovely. She says, I believe this should be to your liking. She goes, I'm so honored to have such a doting husband. So she's playing him. Oh, totally. And he says, promise you won't displease me again. And she goes, oh, Sarasis. I would never, and that is set against an image of the three Staros women that are left on the ship coming in, and they all have the exact same look on their face. It's amazing. You can tell they're all from the same family. I love It it.
2: Yeah, it is a solid book, you know, and, you know, and this is, you know, we're seeing some great storytelling here that, you know, that we saw when, you know, when 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 Ireland, when Justina wrote, you know, because she, you know, she wrote a couple of the stories in the Star Wars Life Day one shot. And then, you know, she, you know, she also wrote the, you know, the job of the Hut one shot for War of the Bounty Hunter. So, and, you know, she actually, she told StarWars.com and the story that came out today, Monday, January 30th, you know, quote, I always visualize scenes thoroughly before I write. So writing comics is a lot more fun than writing books because I get to see the pictures of the things I think up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, you know, they had a, a really good interview uh, with uh, Para Perez, uh, you know, I mean, cause you know, he, we last saw his work on Star Wars Revelations number one, uh, but you know, he, you know, <laughs> he, <laughs> he he says and, and and this is what's so fitting especially with what we discussed about the armory he goes on to say that uh you know the fun part of this franchise is making even the backgrounds a believable part of the vast universe with ships aliens and locations integrated into the, the visual landscape of the action i consider my job visual storytelling so i relate to film directors more than i do painters or illustrators i find inspiration in movies by steven spielberg jackie chan james cameron sam raimi and of course george lucas i always try to make my action scenes faster and more intense and if you go through this first <laughs> issue especially with these fights you know he he is you know, para has definitely put the money where the mouth is so <laughs> you know it's a uh, it's very intriguing uh You know, and uh, there are some uh, Easter eggs for the High Republic in this issue. Uh, Let us know which ones you find, Uh, you know, which makes perfect sense, you know, because sort of everything now goes back to the High Republic in in the comics. So, right. But uh, yeah, a very solid debut. Uh, I'm really, really enthused for this for this miniseries. Uh, It is long overdue, I think. And but apparently it, you know, not apparently, absolutely. It was worth the wait. So. Uh, and I, I, I am
1: eager to read more of it. As am I. Cannot wait. We have to wait a little while, but we don't have to wait long until next week. What do we got for next week, Matt?
2: Well, out on February 7th, we have the Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, The Menace Revealed, Volume 3. And then we have three new comic books. We have The High Republic, Number 5, Hidden Empire, Number 3, and Darth Vader, number 31. Excellent.
1: Good Looking batch to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we will be back next week to discuss all of that and anything else that happens between now and then. Until next time, for Star Wars Splash Page, I'm Jeff. I am Matt. May the Force be with you. Always. The Star Wars Splash Page theme song is Mark Hamill Can Handle by Chris Cape. Check Chris out at chriscape.com and on SoundCloud, Twitter at Chris Cape and on Facebook,
0: Bud, stop peeing.